It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti back with you guys here starting another week. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Been a little bit since we talked. And good time to get back in because we've got some breaking news, as it were, to discuss a little bit from the Carolina Panthers as they have re-signed safety Eric Reed to a three-year, $22 million contract. Uh, Reed, obviously, of course, was set to be a free agent, but they were able to snatch him up before free agency start. And uh, Eric Reed, of course, Improved as the season went on, you know, played well for the fact that he was not in the NFL for the first couple weeks of the season. Uh, God just started getting his feet wet under him in his first couple weeks with Carolina. Uh, Improved as the season went on and certainly, uh, certainly was a big help, in my opinion, to this Panthers defense. So really, if, if we were looking at uh, free agents that the Panthers were hoping to re-sign. I think Eric Reed probably was going to be at the top of the list. Uh, he definitely said, you know, he, he mentions the fact that he likes the familiarity of, of the Charlotte area. He likes, um, he, he just likes the Charlotte area. He talked, in fact, he just had a, a conference call and he talked about his family. He says, it gives me and my family peace of mind. He said he likes Charlotte because it's low-key and reminds him of his hometown. Uh, So between the contract and the familiarity with Charlotte and how much he likes the city, uh, obviously there was a a lot of good connections here between Reed and the Panthers. You know, certainly the fact that uh, the Panthers kind of gave him a shot after, you know, everything he's, he's gone through. I'm sure played a little bit of a factor. Uh, so you have to be excited for Eric Reed now being back uh, pretty long term. Again, three year deal. Uh, essentially, last year, you could kind of say it was like a trial run. Uh, and, he, and he definitely passed that trial, to say the least. So now uh, the Panthers, and, and we knew safety was a, a pretty big need for the Panthers going into this offseason because they really didn't have anybody at least under contract set for the position other than, say, Rashawn Galden. Well, now you've got Eric Reed in tow, so I don't know if, you know, and I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they still target safety perhaps in the draft. I'm sure there's a lot out there that maybe still would want to see them get Nasir Adderley in round one, but... This kind of deal, I think, does give them a little bit of flexibility 
with free agency and with the draft, especially with that 16th overall pick. You know, it gives them a little flexibility to maybe go after a pass rusher if you want to with Julius Peppers retiring or, you know, interior defensive line or offensive line. You know, and then there's a lot of options. Um, I just wrote an article uh, for Panthers Wire looking at a couple uh, draft prospects of offensive tackle that the Panthers could look at or could look at and really all of them are possibilities of the first round so again I, th- I think there's a couple ways now that they can go now that at least one of your starting spots of safety is back and is back in tow and you would have to think at least right now Golden is probably going to be the other starting safety you know, of course, he stepped in a little bit after, you know, as, as injuries and, uh, you know, just just stepping in in the middle of games, getting some snaps. So you figure right now, Reed and Galden will probably be the starting safeties. And at least this gives Galden a chance to play alongside a veteran like Reed and, and continue to learn from him. So a re- real good move that I think you have to... You definitely have to be excited about. So, once again, the breaking news from the Carolina Panthers. Three-year, slightly more than $22 million. Eric Reed staying with the Carolina Panthers. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So another thing I want to talk about here, along with the Eric Reed news, is a little bit of news, I guess you could say, on Cam Newton, who actually opened up about his shoulder injury. In fact, he just began his own YouTube channel, and I actually just checked out his first video and he really opened up about his experience with the shoulder injury and I think we had a feeling he basically confirmed in this video that that shoulder had been bothering him all season long he says you know he was in a lot of pain he couldn't throw the ball more than 30 yards he felt that defenses were able to expose him because of the fact that he couldn't throw as far, uh, and probably the biggest disappointment for him was that he couldn't make the throws that he knows he can normally make. So it was a really a bit of an eye-opening experience and a really, really intriguing look inside his mind and how he felt during the 2018 season. It really kind of gave you a quick glimpse of what we went through over those 17 weeks, the highs of being 6-2 and two at the halfway point to the lows of losing 7 straight and finishing with a losing record at 7-9. and nine. You know, you could say, if you want, that the shoulder really had a lot, lot to do with it. 
Um, and again, he. He he just took it upon himself to you know he, he really feels a lot of it was was on him. You you could tell he's heartbroken over the way the 2018 season went. He even came he even said in the video that he felt at one point they were Super Bowl contenders. And let's be honest, they were. Remember, I I've been going around the, the the first half of the season saying. This team's arguably the third best team in the NFC behind the Saints and the Rams. And as it turned out, you know, the, the Saints stumbled a little bit as the regular season ended and, of course, caught a, luck, a couple lucky breaks to get to the NFC title game. You know, yes, there was the non-call that you could argue whether or not it cost them a trip to the Super Bowl, but, you know, lucky breaks here and there. And then same with the Rams. They had those lucky breaks, but they were also a team that kind of stumbled. So, you know, the, the Panthers, it, it really sounds like Cam Newton felt that this was a wasted opportunity to to really come up with a big season. And uh, it really seems like he feels that that shoulder injury had a lot to do with it, but it was nice to really hear him open up about the shoulder injury. And we also got a little bit of a look at him going into surgery and we caught the, the doctor coming into his room and saying that the shoulder was not as damaged as they had feared. And, you know, we, we had heard the reports on that when, when they first came out, that his shoulder was not as bad as once originally thought. So, you know, we, we know that he's gone through successful surgery. We know that he sounds like he's going to be ready to go. The Panthers are hoping he'll be back throwing by possibly OTAs, you know, ho hopefully by training camp. Um, as I've said before, I'm not a doctor, but I would venture to guess that, this is a good sign that he'll be ready to go for the 2019 regular season. So, you know, here's hope and obviously we'll continue to monitor the situation as, as the off season progresses. But um, again, the, the way he opened up and the way he feels, it sounds like he's ready for big things in 2019. And, you know, if you, if you want to go check him out, he is on YouTube. Now he's planning on doing a lot of stuff on his YouTube uh, he said the first episode he's looking to do is going to take you guys into his hometown of Atlanta, Georgia during Super Bowl week um, and look inside him opening his cigar shop and seeing a bunch of his friends. So uh, if you guys want to go check him out, just find Cam Newton on, on uh, YouTube, subscribe and you'll be you'll be ready to go. But I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. We, we know we talked about it on Friday. Uh, so getting a chance now to talk about it. And like I said, I, I think the, the, the video was a very nice, but it's about a 10 minute video. So it's not too long, uh, but it's, it's really good insight of his, his true feelings about his shoulder, you know, how his shoulder f felt, how much his shoulder bothered him and how really how, the season itself bothered him. So again, go check him out on YouTube. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, 
Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Moving on, uh, something else I want to talk about, too, from over the weekend was the debut of the new Alliance of American Football. Uh, the They had their inaugural games this past weekend, eight teams. They're going to play uh, a 10-week schedule, so there's no bye weeks. They're just going to play 10 weeks straight, two games on Saturday two games on Sunday each week, and they're all going to essentially be on TV, whether it's CBS Sports Network, NFL Network. Uh, I think even TNT has a game this week. But uh, I, I tell you what, I caught a bit of some of the games this weekend, and I came away with a very positive reaction. Uh, I like the way that the game was very fast-paced. Uh, I like... I, I like the fact that this is a league where... A lot of players who are kind of on the cusp of making an NFL roster or just want that second chance to make an NFL roster, this is the league that they could do it in. You know, this is this is where they're going to get that that NFL type coaching. I mean, you, you look around the you look around the eight teams and you look at the head coaches and it's kind of a who's who of you know coaches that have had past success in the NFL and coaches that will give these guys the development that they need to maybe get back into the NFL and crack a 53-man roster. I mean, you've got Mike Martz, who oversaw the greatest show on turf with the Rams. You've got uh, Dennis Dennis Erickson, who had a little bit of success in the NFL and certainly in the college ranks. You've got Steve Spurrier, who's arguably one of the greatest college coaches of all time. Uh, Mike Riley, Mike Singletary, and, and a few others. So there's, there's a lot of Good names here. And then, you know, Bill Polian is running the whole thing. Bill Polian, of course, former general manager of the Indianapolis Colts, was there as GM when the Colts won Super Bowl 41. And, of course, is now a Hall of Famer. He's now running this league. Uh, Heinz Ward is involved in it. Troy Polamalu is involved in it. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, big names Throughout uh, throughout this league, you know, even a guy like Phil Savage, who of course um, was the former former uh, head, I guess we'll say, the former executive director of the Senior Bowl, is now the general manager of the Arizona Hotshots. And, uh, you know, a couple other, you know, Daryl Johnston, who we've known, you know, used former fullback for the Cowboys in the Troy Aikman years. And, of course, has been a commentator for the NFL on Fox. Uh, he's now the general manager of the San Antonio Commanders. So there's a lot of big names here. And if you watched some of the games over the weekend, particularly the San Antonio Commanders, you may have noticed a former Panther putting in a pretty decent game on that first week. Uh, Zach Sanchez, who spent a couple seasons with the Panthers and a little bit of time on their practice squad, actually had a very 
good interception in the end zone for the Commanders. Uh, you know, and I, I, th- I think he was one of the starters for the Commanders. You know, we we know we've seen Sanchez in action a little bit for the Panthers. We saw him do well in the preseason, but injuries kind of got in the way over the over the first couple of years. So, you know, things never really panned out like Sanchez has hoped, you know, former fifth round pick, but again, injuries essentially in each of the two years. And then he was waived in 2018 later in 2018 signed with the commanders, but uh, definitely, definitely played well for his first game with the commanders. And again, if, if you saw his interception, I mean, he basically had to stretch his arms out as far as they could to come away with that interception. I believe that was off of, I'm trying to remember who the, Opposing quarterback was because that was the one where uh, Mike Berkovici, who was the who was the originally the starting quarterback for uh, originally the starting quarterback for the San Diego Fleet, but he got injured. You know, remember he got that big hit early in the uh, early in the game. So I'm. Um, can't remember. I'm actually trying to look it up now. Who the who the quarterback actually was for for the Commanders? Or I'm I'm sorry, not for the Commanders, but for the uh, for the Fleet. But the inter- the interception was was just really nice. You know, trying to look it up here. Oh, okay, it was Philip Nelson, number nine out of East Carolina. He was the one that threw the pass, and then Sanchez came away with the interception. So a little bit of uh, Panthers connection there in the AAF. Uh, You also saw the Orlando Apollos run Philly Special in their big win over the Atlanta Legends. Uh actually ended up scoring the most points of any team in that first weekend. Uh, the biggest dominating performance of the weekend as well, a 40 to six victory over the Atlanta legends. So uh, nice, nice start for them. Uh, it, it was a fun league. It, it was definitely a fun league. I also liked the transparency of the league in terms of, when you saw teams challenging a play and went up to the replay official in the booth, we actually got to see inside the view in, inside the booth. We saw the play or the, the replay official watching the play and actually got to hear them uh, talking to the official on the field. So you got to see what they thought the result was going to be before the head official on the field announced that decision. So I really like that. Um, no kick, you know. If, if you haven't seen these games yet, a quick rundown. It's basically NFL football. A lot of the a lot of the rules are the same as the NFL, uh, timing rules and such. You know, the one the really the only main difference with the timing rule is there's a 35 second clock rather than a 40 second play clock. Uh, there's essentially no kicking in the game. Really, the only time you're going to see a kicker in this league is if a team is attempting a field goal. Otherwise, the kicker just stands there because there's no kickoffs teams just automatically start at their own 25 yard line 
Uh, there are punts, though. There, teams will punt, and you know, and they'll get a chance to return the punt. But if there's a kickoff, they just place the ball at the 25-yard line, and there's no extra points. Uh, when a team scores a touchdown, they automatically go for two. So, you know, and I'm sure fans like that as well because it adds a little bit more excitement. Games have been shorter, too. A lot of these games have really run only about two and a half hours because there's no TV timeouts. There's about 60% fewer commercials in general. And again, the shorter play clock gives a little bit more faster pace action. So games have been done in about two and a half hours rather than three plus hours that we see in the NFL. So overall, I think it was a very good opening weekend for the Alliance. Uh, and again, the fact that these players are getting the development that they need. I mean, you, you know, one of the quarterbacks for the commanders was Logan Woodside, who was just drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals uh, last season in the seventh round. You know, got himself into a little bit of trouble, though, in the offseason. That was one reason why he didn't stick with the Bengals. But at least now he gets that those extra reps that he needs during the offseason to maybe get a chance to get back on a training camp roster and possibly stick as a backup quarterback. But overall, I think the prospects for this league are are very good. And it's definitely a chance even from like the NFL side for maybe some rule changes that they're thinking about, maybe use the AAF as, as a laboratory, I guess we'll say as, as a chance to experiment with some of these rule changes. And I think you're, with these, the rule changes that they have now, I think you can say it's kind of an experiment, you know, with the no kickoffs that some feel the NFL is slowly trending toward, a move they're slowly trending toward eventually. Um, you know, there's people out there that think the NFL is just going to do away with kickoffs altogether. So maybe the Alliance is a chance to see what games could look like and what fan reaction would be like with no, with no kickoffs. You know, I, I, I personally am, you know, it doesn't really bother me that there's, there's no kickoffs, uh, but I do like the kickoff return. It is one of the most exciting plays in the NFL, especially when they take a, a long kickoff all the way for a touchdown. You know, those are always fun to watch, but if they do away with them, you know, so be it, I guess. But I, I think that's just an in intriguing twist. I do like the onside conversion rule, though. The rule where teams have a chance to now you have to be down by seventeen you have to be down by at least seventeen points in the game, or you have to be trailing within the last five minutes of the game. But if you are in that situation and you want to go for the onside conversion, because again, there's no kickoff, so it's an onside conversion. Would have the ball placed at the 28-yard line, facing fourth and 12. So it's almost like make it, take it, like uh, old school playground basketball. And if you make the fourth down conversion, you essentially keep the ball. If not, you give up the ball. It's almost like the start of a new drive, but you got one shot to keep the keep the ball. And it's it's a really good rule, especially with the way onside kicks were last season, with how impossible they basically were. This night might not be a bad rule 
to consider. But again, overall, I think very positive and we'll certainly continue to be watching these Alliance games. And the next year, it'll be it'll be more fun when the XFL comes and then you have three leagues going. Though I think the XFL, I would imagine, is probably going to have their games run more towards the summer to really kind of spread things out. One more thing I'll talk about quick before we get out of here. Um, just kind of as a league-wide thing is all. We just got word earlier as well that Kyler Murray has committed to football. There was some worry about about Kyler Murray. I almost said Kareem Hunt, who, by the way, has signed with the Cleveland Browns. So look out for that backfield now. But there was some concern with Kyler Murray, especially after the interview he gave with Dan Patrick last week about, you know, is he committed to one sport? You know, what's he going to do? Is he going to play football? Is he going to play baseball? Uh, should teams be concerned? Well, now here we are a couple weeks before the combine, and really just a couple of days before he was supposed to report to the athletics for spring training. He has decided he is committed to being, he is committed to playing in the NFL. Uh, so that's certainly relief from the NFL side. And, you know, the combine, I think is going to be big for him. If he measures out pretty well, and looks good on the field, I think there's a very good chance that Kyler Murray ends up a number one, or a round one pick, I should say, in the in the NFL draft. In fact, uh, looking up his direct quote now, he said, so here was this quote from Kyler Murray. Moving forward, I am firmly and fully committing my life and time to becoming an NFL quarterback. Football has been my love and passion my entire life. I was raised to play quarterback, and I very much look forward to dedicating 100% of myself to being the best quarterback possible and winning NFL championships. I have started an extensive training program to further prepare myself for upcoming NFL workouts and interviews. I eagerly await the opportunity to continue to prove to NFL decision makers that I am the franchise quarterback in this draft. So that was Kyler Murray committing to the NFL. And hopefully his interviews go a lot better than what he did last week against with uh, with Dan Patrick, especially with when NFL teams get a hold of him at the Combine and at his pro day. But there you go. Kyler Murray set for the NFL and will be... It'll be interesting to watch him go through this draft process. So with that, we'll wrap things up here. And again, to tie back to the beginning, the breaking news that we started the show with, Eric Reed back with the Panthers. Very excited about that. Three years, $22 million to continue to lead this Panthers secondary. That'll do it for this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. We'll be back next time to talk more Panthers, maybe get back into those positional breakdowns and we'll have free agency soon to talk about and the draft a lot, lot coming up as this off season progresses. But for now, thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Remember to follow me on Twitter at bill underscore Rossetti, R I C C E T T E. Follow the podcast on Google podcasts, Apple podcasts. And if you have a smart speaker, of course you can tell your smart speaker to play whatever podcast you want and of course uh we are also pushing where you could listen in the car uh you should 
If you're in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast locked on, whatever podcast you want to listen to. So again, a smart speaker, if you have it in your house or in your car, just tell it to play whichever podcast you want, especially all the podcasts here on the Locked On Network. Take care of yourself. Have a good one, and we'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.